Good. Okay, Yak, we're ready? Yeah. Okay, fine. Um, <clears throat> most of the first paragraph of Besechus Chagiga discusses the mitzvah of uh, Aliyah Lurega, which appears here in Parshas Re'e, in the first source on the sheet. Shalosh Pam and Bashani records the Horchas, Pene Shamalekech of Makamasha Yivchar, Chagamazas, Chagashavus, Chagasukois, Vloyere, Espene Hashem Rekam. So there are two items that are found in the Pasuk. One, to make Aliyah the Regal, to come to the Makma Mikdash and the Shalosh Garlim, but also Vlayira is Pinei Hashem Rekam. You shouldn't come empty handed. Of course, a reference to the carbon, uh, to the Eulus uh, Re'iya. Together, that a person had to bring, he really had to bring three carbonas. He had to bring Shamay Chagiga and the, uh, the Shamay Simcha. But um, the Pasukir is referring to the Eulus Re'iya, one of the three carbonas that he had to bring. When he came to the base Hamikdash to be Eil Rego. so there's really two items that are found in the pasuk: one to come to the base Hamikdash and the Shalosh Shugalim. The third, the second, to come, you know, not to come empty-handed, but to come with a carbon. The Rambam uh, at the beginning of Hilchus Chagiga understands the very fact that these two items are juxtaposed, and the same pasuk implies that they are related to one another, and they really are inseparable. So therefore, the Rambam writes a Re'i Hamura B'Tayra, He Shenira Panav Bazara. A person should come on the first day of Yantav with a carbon oil. A person who comes and doesn't bring an oil. So Ram says, not only has he forfeited the mitzvah of Aliyah he's violated the Loisese at the conclusion of the Pasuk, but he has not only violated the Loisese, he has forfeited the Ase. Um, so the Rambam understands that the two are intertwined and they really cannot be separated one from the other. If you don't come with a carbon, you don't get any reward for coming at all. So the two items in the Pasuk are in fact two sides of the same coin. And the Rambam makes this point explicitly in the Sefer Mitzvahs. The Indian Mitzvah What is the Mitzvah Leah Leregel? A person should come to the base of Mikdash on the Regalim. The Yakrib Karban Oila Be'oilasai. He should come and bring a carbon Oila when he gets there. So the very, you know, the mitzvah is defined, not just as showing up, but showing up with the carbon and bringing uh, the carbon oila. This is perhaps why the Ramah writes something that uh, perplexes the Achreinim. At the end of that halacha, back in Ois Beis, the Perak Alpha, halacha Alpha, the Ramah writes, if a person comes without a carbon, if a person comes to the base of Mikdash without a carbon, he doesn't get malchus, because it's a lav she'im by maisa. So all the Achreinim are bothered that how is this a lav she'im Maisa? The person is coming to the base Hamikdash without a carbon. That seems proactive. It doesn't seem passive um, at all. But if one understands that, in fact, both of these um, mitzvahs that are found in the Pasuk, the positive commandment to come uh, to the base Hamikdash on the Shoshu Golem and the Loisese, you know, not to come empty-handed, are really one and the same, well, then the Loisese is not really, you know, doesn't exist independently as a Loisese. But rather, all it is is to reinforce and to under, underscore the mitzvah saseh. And therefore, the Ramam feels that if a person comes without a carbon, in a certain sense, it's a lav shein boimaisa, because all he has done is bin mavato the asay. There is no independent loisaseh, that a person comes without a carbon, and that's a, you know, a violation of biyarekonis, a person coming without a, without a carbon, because it doesn't exist independently. All it is there is to reinforce and underscore the asay, and a bito asay is always a lav shein boimaisa. So that's why the Ramam writes, even if you come without a carbon, in Loikin, because it's a lav shame by Maisa, because all you were, all you really did is be Mavato and Asay. The Loisa is just there to, um, you know, to shadow the Asay. In that sense, it's similar to the famous comment of the Ramban, 
at the end of the first parak of Masechus Kiddush, when the Ramban is discussing the mitzvah of Maka, which appears in Parshas Kisait, if I see some a person buys a new house, I see some Maka legagecha, so there's a mitzvah I say to build a, um, a fence around your roof if you use the roof and whatever. It's above 10 tefachim from the ground. So there's a mitzvah I say to build a fence around the roof and the person has to do it, the Pasuk says, because otherwise someone lay, uh, lay could fall off and get killed. So And there's a way say not to have dangerous things in your house. So the Ramban writes um, that women, of course, are obligated in the mitzvah of makeh because it's not a time-bound mitzvah. It applies whenever a person buys a house, but that's not limited to a specific you know, time period necessarily. And that's, that's what the, the Gemara there gives this as an example of a mitzvah say that's not zman grama, it's makeh, which implies that uh, had makeh been a mitzvah say she's zman grama, that's what the Gemara says, it's a mitzvah say she's zman grama, therefore women are obligated. So Ramban infers, had makeh been a mitzvah say she's zman grama, women would have been pater. That's the implication of the Gemara. However, the Ramban asks, but what about the loisese? Women, of course, are obligated in all mitzvahs. Uh, so anything that has to do with a loisase, women are obligated. And here there's a loisase of loisasim damim beisecha. So forget about the mitzvahs I say. And even if it would be time bound, you know, wouldn't be exempt from makeh because of the mitzvahs I say. But at least vis a vis the mitzvahs loisase, say, women should be included in the mitzvah makeh through the back door of that of that prohibition. And then the Ramban says, no, that that uh, that that is not the case. And that's you know why the Gemara. Seems to imply if it would have been time bound, women would have been exempt because the loisese doesn't exist independently. Shein lav shaboy elalakaima say all the love you know is doing is reinforcing, is shadowing, is underscoring, uh, highlighting the mitzvahs say. And therefore, if women been exempt from the mitzvah say, they would have been exempt from the loisase um, as well. The similar idea Rabbi Hanan Wasman has with regards to tzedakah. The Gemara, of course, says in, B- in Bamazi and elsewhere. That if a person is watching an Aveda, he's considered to be um, inherently a Shemer Sachar, even though he's not being paid. In any other context, a person who's not being paid to watch something is a Shemer Chinam. But a uh, Shemer Aveda is always a Shemer Sachar. Why? Mark explains based on the proof of the Rabbi Yosef, because Rabbi Yosef says when a person is watching the Aveda, he's Isaac the Mitzvah, at least when he's actively engaged in it. And if a person would ask him for tzedakah while he's actively engaged to take care of the Aveda, He's potter from giving tzedakah because ha'isik b'mitzvah potter min mitzvah, and therefore, in a certain sense, he profited um, from taking care of the aveda because he he excluded himself, or he became exempted, or you know got got uh, dispensation from the mitzvah tzedakah, which you know, in a certain sense, was was a financial uh, benefit to him. So, since he got it by financial benefit, however, circuitously, it's considered to be uh, a shomer um, a shomer sachar. However, the Beis Yaakov and Masech the Ksubis, one of the classical Achrayim asks. Why is a person potter from tzedakah just because he's taking care of an Aveda? It's true, he's potter from the mitzvah say of tzedakah, but the Pesach says in Parashas Re'eh, a person's not allowed to close his heart, or you know, to harden his heart, or to close his hand when it comes to the mitzvah tzedakah. Not only is there a mitzvah say, but there's a mitzvah loisa say as well involved in tzedakah. So ask the Beis Yaakov, it's true, you say, when it comes to the mitzvah say of tzedakah, well, you never say when it comes to a lace say you don't say I'm involved and take care of the Aveda so I could eat Basabakalov or I could wear shotness. So how is he able to sidestep the mitzvah tzedakah? Because Isaac mitzvah mitzvah. What about the mitzvah's lace say? So Bachanan in the Kavit Shurman Masechus Babasar explains that there too the mitzvah lace say of tzedakah doesn't exist independently. It's just there to reinforce the strength in the mitzvah say. And if one would be exempt from the mitzvah say because of uh, to be exempt from the loisase as well. So here too, it seems to the Rambam, the loisase doesn't exist independently. It's not that there's a mitzvah to be Ola Regel, 
And then Aloysa say, by the way, don't come empty-handed. Um, and they exist in the penalty. No, the, the Aloysa say of don't come empty-handed is really just there to define the mitzvah say, which is come to the base of this, but come together um, with a carbon. And therefore, if you come, but you come without a carbon, it's a lav shema because you didn't violate the lav, you negated or forfeited an assay, and forfeiting an assay is always, you know, passive. That's always a lav shame by maisa. So that, that's how many achreinim explain that comment to the Rambam. But what emerges from the Rambam is that, of course, today, when we don't have karbonos, um, there is no mitzvah of aliyah l'rega, uh, because the whole mitzvah was to come to the Beis HaMikdash during the Shalosh Rugalim and bring Eilas Re'iyah. And if a person can't bring Eilas Re'iyah today because based, you know, the, the Beis HaMikdash is not Kayam, so then there's no longer a mitzvah to be uh, to be Rego. This is, um, the Nehdi Behuda makes a similar point in interpreting a Gemara in Mesech this uh, Sukkah. Over here, Ois Hay, the Gemara says, how do you know, that a person has to visit his Rebbe on uh, the Shalosh Rugalim? Shanamar, because the Pesach says in Sefer Malachim, I believe, why are you going today? It's not, uh, you know, to the to, to visit your, your Rebbe. It's not Rosh Chaydesh, it's not Shabbos. That implies from the Pasuk, I mean, but the very fact you said, what are you going today for? It's not Shabbos, it's not Rosh Chaydesh. So that itself implies that on Shabbos and Rosh Chaydesh, a person is obligated to be Lahakbo Pnei Rabbi. So Mechayv Inish like Pue Abi Rabbi. On Chaydesh and Rosh Chaydesh and Shabbos, one is obligated to be Lahakbo Pnei Rabbi Berego. So Mepharshim asks, why, you know, the, the Gemara is inconsistent. It began, how do you know you have to be Lahakbo Pnei Rabbi Berego? Talking about an Orego. Then all of a sudden it switched to be, uh, we brought a source from Rosh Chaydesh and from Shabbos. What is Rosh Chaydesh and Shabbos? No, Pasach, Beregel, Vesiyem, Beshabbos and Rosh Chaydesh. How can we derive Regel from Shabbos and Rosh Chaydesh? And, you know, what is, uh, how does Gemara understand that the two are related? So, Nehdi Behuda has a brilliant explanation over here in his Truva Simon Sadidala based on the Gemara Mesechus Kiddush. And Nehdi Behuda says, really, we should have been Eile, um, a person should have been, um, a person should have been, um, both on Shabbos and Rosh Chaydesh, as well as on the Shalosh Regalim. We should have, uh, no, no, just, just the opposite. A person should have gone to see his Rebbe on, um, on uh, no, no. A person should have gone to see, uh, on all of them, I'm sorry, on all of them, we should have been Eile Regal. However, um, Shabbos and Rosh Chaydesh was too much of a tear. Let's, let's, let's read it inside. I'm getting confused between him and the Yaris. Last I say, Absub Shakran. So he says, Right. A person should have gone on the Shalosh Regalim and he should have gone on Shabbos and Rosh Chaydesh to visit um, his Rebbe. Right. Um, but because if a a person is bringing a carbon musaf, so then there's a greater hashbah, it's a greater, you know, a holy day, and a person could gain from visiting uh, the Rebbe. To make it an obligation, the Torah could not have imposed an obligation on Shabbos and to visit the Rebbe because that would have been more than visiting the Rebbe Shalom, exactly. And a uh, person is obligated to visit the Rebbe Shalom on the Shalosh Regalim. Um, and a person cannot honor his Rebbe more than honoring um, the Rebbe Shalom. Because says, Mesechtas Kiddushin, Right, that a person only has to stand up for the Rebbe twice a day and not more because we only are, uh, we only do Kabbalah's O Malchus Shemayim twice a day by Shachris and by Mariv and Kriyashma. So, since we only are Makabo O Malchus Shemayim twice a day in Shachris and, uh, and, and, and Mariv, a person cannot uh, stand up for his Rebbe more than twice a day because then he's going to end up honoring his Rebbe more than he's honoring 
the Rebunish Shalalam. So we cannot make an obligation to go on, uh, on Shabbos and Rosh Chaydesh to visit the Rebbe because we're not Euler Regel on uh, Shabbos uh, and Rosh Chaydesh. We'll be honoring the Rebbe more than honoring the Rebunish Shalalam. So we can't obligate you to be either to your Rebbe on Shabbos So really, you should have gone. We're not able to do it uh, because then it would be more than honoring um, the Rebbeinu We only go on the Shalosh Regalim, not on every Shabbos um, and Rosh Chaydesh. Here you're going to go every Shabbos um, and Rosh Chaydesh. So we really should have gone on Shabbos Rosh Chaydesh, but we can't. Why not? Because we only honor the Rebbeinah Shalaylam three times a year. We can't go to the Rebbe on Shabbos, every Shabbos and Rosh Chaydesh. Therefore, the Rebbe Yehuda says that nowadays, um, but we are extrapolating, meaning how do we derive from Rosh Chaydesh to the Shabbos Rosh What we're deriving is, really we should have gone to the Rebbe on, Shavosh, on every Shabbos Rosh Chaydesh, because since it's a special day, there's what to gain. There's what to gain. We can't go every Shabbos Rosh Chaydesh because we only go to the Rebbe Shalom, um, you know, on, on the Regalim. But really, we should have gone on all of these holy days because there's what to gain. Nowadays, that we no longer have um, a Beis HaMikdash, um, so therefore, we're not going to honor the Rebbe Shalom at all. Uh, we can't go even... Not only can we not go anymore on Shabbos Rosh Chaydesh, we can't even go on the Shabbos Rosh Chaydesh to be lahakul pnei rabu berego. We meaning we should have gone on Shabbos Rosh Chaydesh. We can't. When can a person go to his rebbe? The Shabbos Rosh Chaydesh, because that's when you go to the Rebbeinu Shalom. So since we're going to go to the Rebbeinu Shalom on the Shabbos Rosh Chaydesh to be all the regel, that's when you could go lahakul pnei rabu berego. So we're deriving from Shabbos Rosh Chaydesh, which are holy days, that there's an ali on those days, and therefore the rebbe could be mashpia on us. His, his neshama also is on a higher madrega. He could be mashpia also teiva. So so we should have gone on those all of those days. We can't. But at least we can go to the Rebbe on Regalim, because that's when we're going to honor the Rebbeinu So since we're going to honor the Rebbeinu Shalom by going, we can honor the Rebbe too. Since we are Mekabah Omar Chushamayim twice a day, we can stand up for the Rebbe twice. So we're going to honor the Rebbeinu Shalom by being like the Regal. We could be Lahakro Pnei Rabbi as well, because we're not honoring the Rebbe more than the Rebbeinu Shalom. It should have been every Shabbos Rosh Chaydesh, but we can't. But we derive from the principle of Shabbos Rosh Chaydesh, we should have gone, that we should at least go in the Shalosh Regalim, which is equal to that which we honor the Rebbeinu Shalom. But what the Nehdi Yehuda then says is a huge Chiddush. That the reason why the Ramam doesn't bring this halach of lahakul b'nei rabu b'regel, the reason why it's not brought in the Shulchan Aruch lahakul b'nei rabu b'regel, is because since we don't go anymore to be other regel in Yerushalayim anymore, because there's no more base hamikdash and there's no point in going if you're going to come without a carbon, so then there's no chiyuv any longer to be lahakul b'nei rabu b'regel either, um, because or you're not allowed to, because by going to see your rebbe on a regel, you're honoring your rebbe more than you're honoring the rebbeinu shalom. So therefore, in the absence of the, uh, you know, the aliyah l'regel b'zman that's why the Neid Behut explains why the Paiskim left out this obligation to be lahakba uh, p'nei rabba b'regel as well, because it was only uh, similar to that which we honor the Rebbe Shalom, that's when we go to the Rebbe. You know, you can do it, uh, you can honor the Rebbe as much as the Rebbe Shalom, but not more. Nowadays, we're not going other regel to Yishalayim at all. You can't be lahakba p'nei rabba b'regel either, because doing so would be honoring the Rebbe more than the Rebbe Shalom. Uh, 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 Rabbi Yonis has an entirely different shot, just the opposite. Mamish Pumfaker over here in the uh, in the uh, in the Yaris Dvash. He says the only time they established the Hakwa Pene Rabu Beregel was after uh, the Khorban Beis Hamikdash. He asks over here, Kvar Niskashubo Pasak Beregel, or maybe Raya Al Khadesh Vashabas. It starts with the Shosh Ragalam and then it ends 
with Rosh Chaydash and Shabbos. Verega, man de Karshmei. Where do you see the Shalosh Regalim in the Raya from the Pasuk that has to do with Shabbos and Rosh Chaydash? Umlam Yuvan, Banal, the Kabbalah's Bnei Talmud Chacham, Kabbalah's Bnei Ashina. Visiting your Rebbe is like, you know, visiting the Shechina. So we really should have gone, he explains, in every Shabbos and Rosh Chaydash to be on the Regal. It was just too much. We, we, we couldn't do it. So the Bereshim said, come three times a year. The other times, go to your Rebbe instead. So you see from the fact he would go to the Rebbe on Shabbos and Rosh Chaydesh, we really should have come to be Shalom. We, we, we can't, because it's just too big of a tircha, and the Kaddish Baruch Hu didn't impose that much upon us. So you at least go to the Rebbe, which is B'mokim Deshechina on Shabbos and Rosh Chaydesh. But you see from the fact that you go to the Rebbe on Shabbos and Rosh Chaydesh, we really should have gone to the Rebbe in Shalom. Um, um, you know, even on those, uh, even on those days, but visiting your Rebbe is like visiting the Rebbe So from the very fact um, that the uh, Gemara equates the two, that visiting your Rebbe is like visiting uh, the Rebbe we should have gone to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we can't, it's too big of a tier, so at least go to the Rebbe, and Kabbalah's Rabbos, Kabbalah's Pnei Ashtina, nowadays, says the Yaris Vash, nowadays when you cannot be on the Regal, other Rabbis, nowadays, Davka, that you should go to be Lahakba Pnei Rabbo Berego. So that's why uh, the Gemara and Masech the Sukkah is Rabbi Yitzchak. Oh, I didn't give you the member. The Baal member is Rabbi Yitzchak, who lived after the Zman of the Chorim Beis Hamikdash. The Pasuk is talking about the Zman to Beis Hamikdash Hayakayim. So you only went to your Rebbe on Shabbos Roshchaydish. The other times you were going to be Eilu Regal Mamish. However, nowadays, when you cannot be Eilu Regal Mamish, so nowadays Rabbi Yitzchak, who lived after the Chorim Beis Hamikdash, he was Mechadesh, Chayv Lahakva Pnei Rabbo Beregel. On Rega, when you can't be you know, to the Mikdash Mamish, at least go see your Rebbe, because you see from the fact that when they should have been Oyla Regal, instead they went to visit their Rebbe on Shabbos or Shchedesh, then nowadays we can't be Oyla Regal, Mamish, literally, we should at least go and visit, uh, you know, uh, our Rebbe. So literally just the opposite of Neidah Behuda. Neidah Behuda claims nowadays you can't be Oyla Regal because the mitzvah of Aliyah the Regal is defined by bringing the Oyla Sreiya. You can't bring the Oyla Sreiya, so there's no longer a mitzvah. So uh, nowadays they're no longer, or no, you're not even permitted, and that's why the post don't quote this halacha. The uh, the Ars is just the opposite. Rabbi Yitzchak was only mechadesh, after the Churban Beis HaMikdash, when you can no longer be Yair Regal Mamish, at least go see your Rebbe, because Kabbalah's Rabbi is Kabbalah's Pnei Ashina. So Mamish, just the opposite um, from one another. Why should, um, you know, being, uh, seeing the Rebbe, be the equivalent of going to the base Hamikdash. Why is Kabbalah's Rabbah, Kabbalah's Pnei Ashkina? So I think the answer is obvious, and it's an important lesson based on this Taisis and Boba Basra, Chafal from Medalf over here, we're commenting the Pasuk Sefer Yeshaya, Kimi Tzion, Teitzei Torah, Torah comes forth from Tzion, not only because right, many Tamid of Chachamim lived in Yerushalayim um, and never to Israel, but because when a person visited the base Hamikdash, he saw the Kaihanim, Oiskim Ba'avoida, and that inspired him to live a life of greater Yerushalayim himself, as the Pasuk says regarding eat, eating my Sosheni in Yerushalayim. A person will learn from eating my Sosheni in Yerushalayim and seeing the great Sadiqim and seeing people on a higher level of commitment than Avedis Hashem, the spirituality of Ruchnius than himself, he'll be inspired to lead uh, you know, a more dedicated uh, life too. So visiting a person's Rebbe is the equivalent, and that's where the Yaris Vash is coming from, of a person being um, of a person being Eilerego. Okay, so what emerges from the Rambam is the Rambam understood the two items in the pasuk about the mitzvah of Aliyah Leregel, and you know if that person is not allowed to come. He's supposed to go every um, each one of the shalosh regalim, but don't come empty-handed. Rambam understood that these two items in the pasuk, in fact, are connected. The loisas say not coming empty-handed is defining the mitzvah uh, say of coming. A person has to come together with a carbon. Nowadays, when we don't have a carbon anymore, probably the mitzvah aliyah leregal wouldn't apply anymore. However, the Turei Evan, um, the Shagasari in his commentary on Chagiga, disagrees 
with the Rambam, or at least he quotes a Yushalmi that seems to disagree with the Rambam. The Shagasari is famous for disagreeing with Rishonim. Shagasari uh, you know, somehow took license of the ability to disagree with Rishonim. But um, that's why one time all of the Svarim from the Svarim Shrank of the Turayevin fell on him as he was getting a safe off the shelf. So he said, they all fell on me. They're all attacking me because I attacked them in my chuvis. So now finally the, you know, the, the Rishonim are getting back at me. But, but either way, the Turi Evan here seems to disagree with the Rambam. What, what I think he's really doing is quoting Yushalmi that seems to imply not like the Rambam. Because the Mishnah says at the beginning of Chagiga, A woman is part of Fermiya because the Pasuk says, Only the males should come. And the Chayr Vikatan or Pater from Mitzvah also don't have to come to be uh, to be either uh, regel. Why? Because they're Pater from bringing Karbanis. The woman is not chayven lo'elas re'iyah, only the men were chayven lo'elas re'iyah, and the chayra shayt of the are not chayven any mitzvahs. However, the Yushalmi says, mas nisim b're'iyah's karban. The whole Mishnah is only discussing bringing the oilas re'iyah. Aba b're'iyah's panim coming, a few katan chayv. No, that's everybody. Maybe not the women, because the Pasuk explicitly excludes the women from that. But even the katan who's pater for mitzvahs, at least should come. You have to show up. He doesn't have to bring the oilas re'iyah because he's pater for mitzvahs. But at least he has to show up. That he that he is included in. That he is included in. But for whatever reason, but what you see from this Yushalme is that the two are not connected. Coming and bringing a carbon are not one and the same. So therefore, rise to Evan, meaning bringing a carbon is not defining how you're supposed to come. You're supposed to come with a carbon, bringing the car, coming and bringing a carbon are two separate items. So therefore, rise to Evan and They're really two separate things. If you came without a carbon, you did fulfill the first path of the Pasuk of coming. So at least you came and you got that part of the mitzvah. Now you violated the Lois essay. Why would you come if you're just going to violate the Lois essay? So you could argue, no, you're an Ines on the Lois essay. You can't bring the Eila anymore because there's no longer a base Hamikdash. But at least to show up sounds like there would still be, uh, you know, that, that obligation might still exist. So according to the Turi the obligation to at least show up might still exist, uh, it might even exist, even if, uh, you know, meaning it might not, you, you might not even have to come out to the argument of it being an oinus, and that's why you're not violating the Lois essay, because the Uraim writes over here something which is astounding, and I've heard Darshanim use this in other contexts, but the Uraim says if a person gives tzedakah, that is a fulfillment, or that avoids the prohibition of v'loisiru panarekam. We're not greeting the Rebbeinu Shalom empty-handed. One of the great G'daylam once said that, uh, that uh, a person who doesn't, uh, you know, build yeshivas, a person who doesn't give tzedakah in his community is in violation of a siru panayrekam, meaning we're, we're coming to Rebbeinu Shalom, but we're coming empty-handed. It doesn't only mean an oil re'iyah, it means coming with, to a Baruch with mitzvahs in our hand, with the things that we're supposed to do. So if you take that broader view, which the Uraim seems to do, not Alder Hadrush, I don't think he means this homiletically. He says this, you know, it seems to be, you know, he means what he says. So if a person comes to Yishchayim and gives tzedakah, he avoided the Loisese of the Loisiru Panareikam. But either way, it sounds like... He's, he's quoting a Sifri. He's, uh, quoting a, he's quoting a Sifri. Yeah, he's quoting a Sifri. So it sounds like, but he means, it could be Adar Hadrush. Maybe it means, you know, like a little bit more of an expanded thing. But it sounds like it's, it's, it's to be taken, you know, literally. And if that's the case, then we can separate between coming and coming with a carbon. And maybe, therefore, even though today we no longer have a base Hamikdash, maybe coming, at least, you know, being Euler Rego, still, um, still, still makes sense. There, there's a Medrash in Shir Hashirim that the Tashbates quotes. The Tashbates writes that there were many who had the Minig to continue to be Euler Rego, even after the Zman of the Chorim Beis Hamikdash. 
based on the Pasuk and Shira Shirim, Hinoch Yafarai, Hinoch Yoinim, that the Pasuk compares Klaiso to the dove. The dove is known as one of the most loyal animals and the, or birds. And the Medrash comments by Yoinazu Afal Pisha Atnoi Teles Goizleo. Even if you take its eggs, Mitafte, Ein Manechesh, Shayv Chaliyalim, it never abandons its nest. It always comes back to the nest. So to Klal Yisrael, even though the base Hamikdash was destroyed, Lebatlu Shalish Regalim Bashana. They never abandoned coming for the Shalish Regalim to Yerushalayim. So it sounds like the mitzvah even exists, La'achar, the Chorban Beis Hamikdash, even Dafka after the Chorban Beis Hamikdash, that itself speaks to Klal Yisrael's loyalty and attachment. Commitment to our Kaddish Baruch Hu. There's a famous comment of the Ran too, Masech Tainus, on the Mishnah that we all know. The Mishnah says that we begin asking the Saint Talmud Levracha Sheilas Keshamim and Chutz Laaretz. Right, depends on the Tufa, it depends on the autumnal equinox. Um, however, in Eretz Yisrael, it depends, uh, you know, upon the seventh of Marcheshvan, 15 days after the end of Sukkot. In Chutz Laaretz, we didn't need the rain until a little bit later. So we don't ask for rain until a little bit later. And Eretz Yisrael, they needed the rain earlier, so they asked earlier. But they at least waited till 15 days after Yantif to the 7th of Mar Cheshvan. Why? So the mission explains, so that the people who came to be all the regular should be able to return home to the furthest, most boundary uh, of Eretz Yisrael. So the Ran, um, first of all, the Rif quotes this uh, So the Ran asks, what is the Rif doing quoting this halacha? The Rif lived after this man, why in Eretz Yisrael do they still wait 15 days after Yantif? You should start being asking for rain immediately after Yantif. When we start saying the Saint you know, when we bench, uh, you know, bench Geshem on Shmini Atzeres, that's when we should start diving for rain because there are no other regalim who are returning home. So the Ran asks, Why does the Kana continue to make sense? No one's being all the regular anymore. Why does the Rif quote that doesn't apply today? Right? The Rif doesn't exist on Seder Kachim because it doesn't apply. So why would the Rif quote this if it's only Hilchasal and Meshicha? So the, um, that's what's unique between the Rambam and the Rift. The Rambam has all these halachas, the Rift does not. So therefore the Ran concludes, Everyone used to come to Yushalayim to be other regal. The Ran says he attested to the fact that people are being other regal, and he's seen it, he's witnessing it. So therefore, even today, this, uh, you know, this takana continues to make sense. So Rabbi Vadi Yosef actually is a tribune of Chavadas, where he writes that he thinks this continues to be a mitzvah, kiyumis, and I, you know, a, 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 actually a bona fide mitzvah to be oil regal, to come to Shalayim on the Shalish Regalim. And uh, Ramosha actually has a tribune about it, which is strange. Ramosha typically didn't address in Yonim that are never to Israel only. Ramesha has a short chuva by making Aliyah, and then right after that, it'll be being Ayla Rego. And Ramesha writes, he thinks it's a nice thing to do. Doesn't say that it's a mitzvah. You know, Ramesha writes, he thinks it's a nice thing to do. The Sam Seifer, though, is a famous comment in Parashas Emar in his parish on Chumash and Teres Moshe. Um, after the earth, which everyone knows about, after the earthquake in 1837 in Tzfas, this uh, Sam Seifer uh, explained that perhaps the earthquake was Ikfus of the Meshicha, and he based on the whole Gemara Masech but then he suggested that perhaps also what the earthquake was indicating is that we had switched our uh, focus in Eretz Yisrael, the center of religious activity, and moved to Tzfas and away from Yushalayim. And people already had forgotten Yushalayim. People were coming 
and visiting Eretz Yisrael and going straight to Tzfas, and everyone was ignoring Yushalayim and uh, on the Golan, they were going up to Tzfas to be with the Mukubalim, to be with the Tzadikim, they were not, they were abandoning um, and, and, and ignoring Yushalayim. So the earthquake happened in Tzfas, the Chesam explains, in order to refocus us on Yushalayim. But in the course of that discussion, the Chesam Sofer writes explicitly that the mitzvah of Aliyah Laregel continues to apply Bizman Azeh, even though we no longer have Karbonis, uh, being, you know, Oilas Re'iyah, and even the Ramam said the two are dependent, the Turiyavan showed from Yushami that maybe the two are not linked. Maybe coming is one thing, and then coming with the carbon is, is an additional thing, and not to come empty-handed is a separate prohibition, but um, but you can definitely separate, the, bifurcate them, and you can come, um, and that itself would be uh, significant. Therefore, the some Sefer assumed that that would be true um, even today. There's a tshuva from uh, Kiva Schlesinger, Kiva Yosef Schlesinger, who was one of the Talmudim of some Sefer, he came in Aliyah in the late 1800s. He was a maverick. He is a, a few very well-known psukim that was different than everybody else. He was uh, anti-establishment. So one of his original things was that there's a mitzvah. He was a Talmud of Sefer, came from Pressburg, uh, I believe. So one of his chidushim was, and he wrote a whole country about this, that there's a mitzvah today to be El Rego. He wanted to popularize that. He cited, in fact, the Sefer Chesidim, Sefer Chesidim, in one version of Sefer Chesidim, if you have the Mosada Rafuk, it's not in there. There's another version of the Sefer Chesidim where, where it appears. The Sefer Chesidim testifies, as reviewed the Achas, the Rav Haigoin, who lived in Babel, used to come on the Shalosh Regalim to Harazesim and do seven akofis around Harazesim and Aishan So he used to come every year from Babel to, you know, specifically to Harazesim. Why to Harazesim? So uh, Rabbi Kiva Schlesinger explains he thinks the mitzvah of Aliyah Larego is only if a person comes to the Azara. Right? That's what the Rambam writes, and it's based on the Gemara and Chagiga and Davzai and Rabbi Yechelen says that when a person comes to the Aliyah Larego, he has to come to the Azara to bring the carbon. And the Rambam writes, if you look back in his base, the mitzvah is Shanir upon a Bazara, you have to come to the Azara. So he says you have to come to a lookout point where you could see over the walls and to see the floor of the Azara. So how are you going to do that? So in those times when Rav Haigun was coming, I think a lot of the Yushalayim that we know today that's higher than the Harabites was probably lower. So I think the only way he was able to see the Kark of the Azar was by standing in Arazasin. So that's why he used to go, Davka to Arazasin. Today, Rabbi Kiva Schlesinger writes, and Sternbach quotes this in the Mayadimusman, and that if you're going to do this, you're going to be other regular, do it the right way. Don't just come and daven mincha by the Kaiso. It could be you're not yaitza that way. The whole Indian is to see the Kark of the Azara. And, uh, and and therefore, you, maybe you should come, you know, from the uh, you know the higher points and look at the Azara. That perhaps is the you know the uh, Aliyah of the Rego. Schlesinger went one step further and he said, if you wear glasses, you have to take your glasses off because seeing through glasses is not called seeing, which is another chiddush and anti-establishment. And the Achrayim left the people about that is seeing, you know, without uh, without uh, through glasses continued uh, considered to be seeing. One last reason, though, why Aliyah of the Rego might not apply, meaning even if you think the two can be separated, you have the mitzvah of coming. The prohibition of coming without a carbon, not coming empty-handed. So Rama felt there, you know, one defines the other, the two are insepar- you know, inseparable. The Turiyevin argued that maybe they can be separated. And if you do that, then maybe the Mitzvah of Leo Regal could exist independently. There might even still be an obligation to come in Eretz Israel. To come from Chutz Laaretz might be an entirely different thing. Because there's a Gemara in Psachim that the Elam probably saw at the beginning of Masechus Pesachim, which tells the story about the certain Aramean who was bragging that when he went to Yushalayim, he was given from the choicest of the uh, Karbonis. He was given, from, they gave him, and they never asked if he was Jewish, which is fascinating. 
Today, we typically require proof that a person is Jewish. This Gemara is a big part of that discussion. Do you have to prove that you're Jewish? We assume everyone who claims and to be Jewish, you know, we should take them at the word that they are Jewish. So anyway, they took this fellow at his word uh, that he was Jewish and he was bragging about the fact that they gave him uh, from Karbanos and Rabbi Huda ben Becerra overheard this. So he said to him, this fellow, he said, did they give you from the tail? So he said, the tail is the fattiest part of the animals, the, the, the choicest meat. So he said, no, they didn't give me from the tail. So he said, next time you go, ask them for the tail. So he went next time and he asked for the tail and they told him, strange request. Of course, we don't eat the tail of Carbonus. So they said, who told you to ask for the tail? So they told, he told them, I come in, Rabbi Huda Bebeserah told me to ask for the tail and you're supposed to give it to me. So they said, it doesn't make any sense. Why would Rabbi Huda Bebeserah say that? He knows we don't eat the tail from Carbonus. So they said, ah, they realized Rabbi Huda Bebeserah was setting a trap. And they told him a famous line, At they, said to, they sent back to Rabbi Huda Bebeserah, you're sitting in Nitzivin in Babel. And your trap was set over here in Yushalayim when we caught this fellow. Taisvis there asked, why did Rabbi Huda Mabaseirah be on the regal? If it was one of the regalim, the Aramean, the guy was going to Yushalayim to eat from the Karbonos. Why is Rabbi Huda Mabaseirah staying home? So one terrorist in Taisvis is he was old and he couldn't travel. Okay. The other terrorist is he didn't have karka in Eretz Yisrael. And in order to be chayv to be on the regal, a person has to have karka, perhaps dafka karka in Eretz Yisrael. That's based on the Gemara Sachim. But the Gemara says, call Adam, Shiesho, Karka, Euleregel. Person who has Karka is Euleregel. Person who doesn't have Karka is not Euleregel. So the Taisva seems to interpret what that means is, now that Rabbi Huda Ben Becerra didn't have a house, presumably he had real estate uh, in Babel. He was living somewhere, he probably owned something, maybe even having a field and a farmer, I don't know. But he didn't have Karka in Eretz Israel. So it sounds like from Taisva, in order to be Chive to be Euleregel, you have to have Karka in Eretz Israel. So if a person has Karka in Eretz Yisrael, maybe he's living on the Karka. I mean, maybe you have to have both, living on the Karka and the Karka's in Eretz Yisrael. It's questionable whether a person has to be other regal from Chutzlar. So even if Ali other regal continues to apply today, even if you think it's a mitzvah and the whole thing and not just a nice thing, or maybe a person wants to do the nice thing, perhaps it only makes sense if a person is in Eretz Yisrael and maybe even owns Karka in Eretz Yisrael. Why do you have to own Karka? And I said, okay, interesting discussion. Does Ali other regal apply to Bismarck? According to the Ramam, it doesn't seem to apply. According to the Turi Evan, it might apply, right? It can exist independently. It's not tied to the bringing of the Eilus Re'ia, but even then, it probably is limited to uh, you know to those who are in Eretz Yisrael and own Karka in Eretz Yisrael. One final concluding thought, though, is why does it have to be that a person owns Karka in Eretz Yisrael to be Chayev to be Eilerego? Why, why should the two be connected? So Shemi Shmuel in his comments on Parshas Mispratim explains that it's because in this context of the mitzvah of Eilerego, um, the Torah constantly refers to the Benishlam as the Odoin. He says Pnei Adoin. So the Sfarno explains the Adon is the person who rules over everything, who controls everything. And it's reference to the fact that Rebbein Shulaylam controls our Parnasa too. Because the Pasuk says, why is it only one who's obligated, who owns Karka, is obligated to be other regal? So because the Pasuk says, says, don't worry, the Pasuk says, when you go to be other regal, don't worry about your Parnasa, don't worry about your Karka you're leaving behind, and you're going to leave it unguarded, and no one's going to be in your house, they're going to start looting, and you're going to lose all of your property. Don't worry, you're coming to be on the regal, trust in the Rebbein Shalom that you're coming to be on the regal, Kaddish Baruch is going to protect your Parnassah. So if you have no karka, you have nothing to protect, so there's no statement of bitachon by being on the regal, then you don't have to come. The whole kunt of being on the regal, the whole focus of being on the regal is leaving your Parnassah behind, leaving your karka behind, 
putting it in the hands of the Rebbeinu Shalalem and making a statement of Bitochan, I'm trusting you, the Rebbeinu Shalom, and my Parnassah. They came these three times during the year, which were associated with harvest. They were the greatest times of Parnassah. They did their fruit, their, you know, their fields were full of fruits. They're leaving it all behind, saying, Kodesh Baruch we're coming to be Alarego. We're leaving everything behind. We're leaving it in your hands. And that's part and parcel of the mitzvah of Ali Alarego. Therefore, if you don't own Karaka, baby, there's no mitzvah to go. So, Rabbi said, I would like to be Mechazik the Dafyomi Chevra. When a person sets time aside for learning, we all have other things we could be busy with. Things that are uh, you know related to parnasa, things that are related to other responsibilities that we have. A person sets time aside. He's you know ki'ilu being other ego. Person saying to me, "Banishalom, banishalom." I'm doing that which I think I have to do. Part of the midst of time of Torah. Being kaveya itim. I understand because of that I won't be able to be involved in this or that. Akharish Baruch I'm putting it you know everything else in your hands and trusting Akharish Baruch that He's going to help us and protect us and make sure that we are able to fulfill our responsibilities in the time that we you know in the time that we're not learning. So I think the mitzvah of Aliyah Larego itself is a beautiful way to start a new Masechta. We're saying to Yibbani Shalalem, Kaddish Baruch Hu, we're putting our parnasa, we're putting our other responsibilities in your hands. We're going to set time aside uh, for learning, just like those who would be other Rego on the Shalash Rodom. So I wish everyone, they should have chizok, just like, you know, just like you finish this uh, Sefer, we should be zaycha to finish many other Sefer and many other Masechtas in the future and celebrate. We're looking forward to a big Siyam Amir Sashem and Seder Mayim. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Beautiful.